I'm kind of fascinated with basic bitches. Yeah. I want to be one. I'm trying to be one. I think I that think I'm succeeding. <laughs> Hey, babe. How you doing? It's your young girlfriend, Kevy. How are you? Hope your week's been good since the last episode. I got a lot of comments about um, the politeness uh, rant that me and Kirby went on. That was good. Nice to know that there are some people on the same page as us. Polite boys. He is a certified good boy. Uh, I, was, uh, I was in the studio with other certified good boy, Steve Bays, this week. We're working on a new Fake Shark song. It's good. Uh, pretty stoked about that. Um, it was my good friend Devon's birthday this week, and that was good. Except, here's the thing: he is a uh, he's a huge WWE wrestling fan. Okay, and I have some friends in the WWE, and uh, so when it came to town, I brought Devon. Surprised his ass when the Soska sisters and I took him for lunch, and fucking Gold Dust showed up for lunch also. Yeah, you see that? See what happens? Kevy and the twins surprise you? Full WWE experience. The only thing would have been better is if I hit him in the back with a folding chair. But yeah, he had a good time there. And then so it was his birthday this week. So we once again surprised him. 11 of his best buds at a pay-per-view event, WrestleMania. Uh, we all assembled there. But one of his friends brought their girlfriend. And that is my least favorite because she sat there stone faced and complained about how wrestling is fake. And she's complaining about it to Devon on his birthday. So rude. So rude. It's not your birthday. You think Tony and Lewis like wrestling? No. They don't even know anything about wrestling, but that they have fun. Did they participate? I know it's ironic, your favorite non-participant Kevy talking about how you got to participate, but when it's in your, it's at your friend's birthday party and he loves wrestling and he loves fucking The Undertaker, then you cheer for The Undertaker because it is Devon Alexander's birthday and he loves The Undertaker. So you know what you do? You put your frown fucking upside down, flip it around. I, I didn't come up with that. It's old. And you enjoy it. You have fun at wrestling, okay? Now stop it. She was so sad to be there. She's kept being like, this is fake. It's stupid. It's fake. I leaned to the guy next to her and I was like, so what does she do? Is she a professional parade rainer on her? That's pretty good, right? And he was like, uh, actually, that's my ex-girlfriend. And I was like, oh, is that why you broke up with her? Because she's professional frown emoji. Because she's a professional a stick in the mud. That's my problem, though. I'm too affected by other people's energy. I am. Okay? If I'm at a movie with someone and they're hating it, and I, it's my favorite movie, I will also be upset about the movie because they're having such a horrible time. I can't stand it. You know what is the worst? Is when you are watching something with somebody and let's say it's stand-up comedy or something and you're watching it with your friend and then you forgot about the super anti-religion tirade that the comedian goes on you're sitting next to your catholic friends that sucks you know you want to know what was the most awkward version of that is when i was a little pretty pretty young maybe like 13 um i was at my friend kyle's house and 
he had gotten the movie eight millimeter for us to watch. And then his mom, super Christian came and sat with us to watch it thinking, what are my seventh grade young boys about to enjoy, you know, for a cinematic adventure and whatnot. Eight millimeter is a movie about snuff footage. And so it starts Kyle's girlfriend calls, so he goes and talks to her on the phone for two hours while me and Kyle's very Christian mom watched the movie 8mm, Nicolas Cage. James Gandolfini beating up prostitutes. Yeah, really good. Anyway, my guest today is my longtime friend, very talented musician, Louise Burns. She's very talented, great singer-songwriter, amazing bass player, always looks cool as hell. Look at her Instagram if you want some outfit ideas and concepts. That's what I do. Her album's called Young Mopes. Uh, We have the same management. She's on the same label as me. Um, She was the first one to ever hire me to produce her album, Melodrama. It's a great album. It was nominated for the Leo Award, which was the album of the year in Canada. Um, I was thinking about how what Americans picture Canadian award ceremonies looking like, and I picture them assuming that it's just like six people in the crowd total on an ice rink and then uh, a person is presented a piece of jade that you could get at a jade store for six cents oh also louise burns and i have been calling each other jobin for about nine years because of the movie i love you man deep cut anyway get into it Lisa Burns. Do you know who that was an impression of? Aldi. Exactly. <laughs> the my own personal Chinese Carlos Mencia who steals my material. You're allowed to do that, but I can't do that. Oh, oh, that that horrible accent yeah, I just did. If I do that, it's racist. I don't know if I was doing. I, I don't think I was doing an impression of a Chinese person. I think I was doing an impression of world world traveler Aldi who. International I, citizen, man. <laughs> He's an international. <laughs> what does he do? I, I like. Obviously, so we're talking about our friend Al D, who brought us both to China on several occasions. Yeah, there. yeah. So he was a writer, or is a writer for Rolling Stone China, right? He was a hundred years ago. Okay, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, uh, and but then he worked for Live Nation China, and then so he's able to bring uh, ragamuffins like Fake Shark and Louise Burns over. Yeah. You've been over there like a bunch of times, right? I've been there twice with Al D, and once with uh, another guy um, who brought me to his string of Irish pubs in Guangzhou. We played with him, Sean. Sean, yeah, yeah, he's from I, Vancouver. Yeah, he's such a sweetheart. Is nice as family. Yeah, gigs are totally like I don't know if you had this experience, but. In the audience, they were like, can you play Adele? Play Adele. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. I mean, I I get why you're asking me that, because you have no idea who I am. <laughs> but I don't have that. I can't. That's not American. I don't know repertoire. any covers. Oh, my God. I got... So there was this there was this bar. It's a British expat bar in Guangzhou. Okay. And I was drinking with Darcy. Darcy, my guitar player, and my friend. We were out, right. like, sort of just... One of our last nights, we're like, let's get... Let's just have fun and, like, do the thing. So we go to this British expat bar, and we've... At this point, we kind of know everybody, yeah. you know? Because it's, like, a very small expat community there. Yeah. As well as music community. So we go there, and we're talking to these people, and I accidentally insulted this girl by guessing she was way older than she was. Oh, and I was like, I was like, this night is not You don't know anything about well. women. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought she was, like, trying to... Like, I thought she wanted me to think she was, like, 
you know, like sophisticated. Okay. So I'm like, oh, you must be in your 30s. She's like, I'm 26. I was oh, like, no. whatever. It's all the same. <laughs> you did Who the Rodney cares? Dangerfield collar thing. Yeah, I did. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, no respect. <laughs> I just ran away. Yeah. And um, maybe I was DJing. I don't remember why I was there. That's cool. I was there for a long time, so I couldn't like sneak out and be discreet or whatever. Mm-hmm. So somebody planted the seed to like the host of the night into his ear that I was there being some random girl from Canada who'd played a couple of shows at the other bars. Okay. And so the host of the night was this amazing Filipino man. He, the beautiful voice. He had this guy playing guitar accompanying him. And he's like, um, I would like to call somebody up to the stage (laughs) to do a cover song. And he just looks at me and he points and I'm just like, by that point I am hammer smash face. Like this is not happening. Darcy's like (laughs) pushes me in. I was like, wait, what? So I go to the stage because he he wants me to go on stage and sing. And I got up there and of course they want me to sing Adele, which is the theme of the entire tour, Someone Like You. And I can't even sing that song when I'm sober. Like that is just out of my range. <laughs> At so least you know it. I don't though. Like oh, I really? don't know it. I So I, I thought I did because I, I love pop music and I love yeah. the radio. So I was like, yeah. Um, I heard You're like, bring it bring it up a, a few keys in the verse and bring it down six semitones yeah. in the chorus. Yeah, I ruined it. I destroyed it in the worst way. And it was so funny. And everyone was just kind of confused and being polite. <laughs> and I was like, um, and they just kind of scattered off into the night. And that was that. I'm sure you're great. No, I wasn't. And even Darcy. Rush karaoke. No, no, no. Darcy, because I pick my range, right? I know mm. how to pick karaoke, but Darcy filmed it. And I was like, oh my God, how was it? He's like, mm. I'm like, can I see it? He's like, no. So really? I, that's how I know it was bad because Darcy would tell me. <laughs> he's he's going to ransom that at some point. I also have to point out, you just said the coolest thing. You accidentally referenced Cannibal Corpse. You said Hammer Smashed Face. That's their first single. I've been saying that for like six years. Really? Did you yeah. know that that's a Cannibal oh, yeah. Corpse song? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're so cool. God I damn it. F- I feel like I've seen them live. and I, I You mean, have if you've seen Ace Ventura because they're the band in it. Oh, well, there you go. I mean... <laughs> I've been a fan since I was eight. Probably. I feel like I don't like their music, but I like that I like that they exist. Yeah. You know? Oh my god, I gotta show you this thing. You know the Eric Andre show? Yes. So there's this other band um that's like in the same vein because Cannibal Corpse is their genre is called uh grindcore. Right, yeah. Okay. I did know that. Okay. Um it's and there's Hammer a ba- Smash Face Core. Exactly. It's very specific. It's very niche. Exhumed. Exhumed was an, was another <laughs> band. Of the same ilk. Oh, it's so funny. But Their names they, are amazing. On Eric Andre's show, he had them and the Supremes play together. Ooh, what? I can't even. <laughs> that dude always he has a chainsaw. Oh my god. Matt Harvey's his name, and he has a chainsaw, and there's no chain on it. So he revs it up and puts it on people's heads in the crowd, and they He's think puking. they're puking. Yeah. He's vomiting. Isn't that incredible oh that happened? What? Like, I just have so many <laughs> questions, and they're not even about that. It's like, who, how much do they pay them? Yeah. How does Eric Andre do this? At one point in his career, did this happen? I mean, Eric this Andre is amazing. Season but like, three. But that's what I love about season three. But you know what's crazy is like, when I discovered Eric Andre, I was like, 
oh, it's a guy like me. Yeah, Because totally. he's he is a you. jazz guy, but he's also into Wu-Tang and yeah. stuff like that. But then he's also into Tom Green. So it's yeah. like all the ingredients. And a little bit of Tim and Eric. Oh, well, it's the same editor. Oh, there you go. Yeah, DJ like, Doug Pound. What it was, is there, a, is that called something? That style of like, wow, crazy editing. <laughs> the, the humor's in the editing, you know? I don't know if that's a genre, but it, you just, if you see it, it's just, it's obviously a Tim and Eric reference, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's crazy because DJ Doug Pound, he sort of came up through that, but then he got hired by Portlandia. Oh. So he did all the editing. It's similar if you think about it, it's just not as sort of wacky, but yeah. the cuts are sort of similar and like, yeah. he'll like, focus on someone's weird facial expression over yeah. and over again. And they'll kind of quiver their mouth or something. Yeah. And that'll be like the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly your sense of humor. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. You have an absurd sense of humor. I and know. I think that's how no we one understands such good it. friends. I know. You understand it. My brother understands <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Gareth is Gareth Burns. top notch. <laughs> Gareth gets it. <laughs> Gareth, I'm pretty sure he was the he was at the beginning of meme culture. <laughs> With the Oh Really Owl? The the first one I I mean it's not even really a meme it was just that uh, a saint or that golden retriever just leaning on planet oh, earth oh yeah 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 it's like holy Gareth <laughs> like, is ahead of the curve here I don't think I think he sourced that from somewhere yeah I, but it's I think like, he had it custom made yeah <laughs> I think he ordered that on yeah Amazon. he paid top dollar for that <laughs> and it, it came out great it really did it and changed, it made history didn't it, it? changed culture forever <laughs> yeah I oh, love are these I I've, I've seen this episode. We're Which currently one? pointing to Eric Andre, the, well, the the dumb Instagram girls. Oh, I love that oh, where he has that so guy good. doing what, what's it called when you hang from your skin and hooks and yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. Um, have you seen these guys? Metallica. What? No, they're called Lost in Vegas, and it's so fucking cute. No, it's these two guys, and they're one guy's from Brooklyn and one guy's from Vegas, and I think they're about forty, but all they've ever listened to is rap. So it's their genuine reactions seeing rock music for the first time, and it's so cute because sometimes they'll oh, nice for what Drake. I like that right now. That's but, my jam right but now. But the thing is, is that won't be that interesting because they already know oh, Drake. Fair, what you fair want fair. is them watching Alice in Chains or something because they're like. Oh. Like, I'm going to show you. You're actually going to love this. this. How do you even find this? I found this because Bill Burr was doing this YouTube. Like, a, there's like a, he does a podcast. And he was talking about how he loves Meshuggah. Oh, I don't know. Do you know, know Meshuggah? Meshuggah's no. like a step beyond grindcore where it's just so technical. It's like not even fun. Oh, God. But I like it. Like, Why do you like it? Because I like, it's just rhythms. And so yeah. I like... What I used to like when I was a teenager getting into like Dillinger Escape Plan and all these really technical bands is like you almost had to like memorize it to headbang to it. Oh, that <laughs> it's is like, deep dork. It's, That's oh, deep it's, it's the dork. worst. It's the worst. <laughs> you know why I can't get down with that stuff is because it's like the colors of it is just shit. Yeah, because you use synesthesia, right? Yeah, and it's just too many things. It's like Play-Doh. Up, you have too many colors in your Play-Doh ball. It turns yeah. to shit brown. Right. That's what I hear. And like I swamp water at a. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather not. I'd just rather not. <laughs> I like that. I'd rather not. I'm going to start saying that to Simkin more often. I'd rather not. You should. It's a good, neutral, you know, way to disagree with something. Yeah, yeah. Or just to opt out. I'd rather not. I'd prefer not to. Yeah, no one We needn't have bothered. Yeah. Like, would you guys want to come out tonight? Um, I'd rather not. No one is going to get angry with you. I'm too nice to just shut someone down like that. Oh, I don't even mind. I don't even mind. I don't even mind. 
songs from I know I heard it crush me if I invited you out and you're like I'd I'd rather not although I guess I guess that kind of happened when I tried to bring you to the gym that was last week oh yeah I'd rather not go I'd rather not I'd rather not but I had I was doing something you were doing CBC business which is important oh I was rehearsing for the after party so like Ryan okay. said, there's a chance that I don't they remember. Oh, I, I don't know. We just I couldn't. I couldn't come. Legit, or else I would have come and made fun of you. You would have had fun with me because it was me and my agent and his wife, and she just kept turning around, being like, "Kevy, you're better than this." Oh wait, Tom Kemp. Yeah. Oh, I met his wife at the 604. Yeah, yeah. She's so amazing. She's awesome. I like you. I want to talk to you. She's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's my agent. Yeah. And then, but she just she liked our performance so much at 604. She kept turning around, being like, "You're better." than this this well, guy isn't even dancing correct it's thank correct. you thank yeah. you louise correct. thanks for watching hey you're welcome yeah did you see the shit-eating grin on my face the whole time i loved wow. that and when you brought the fun girls when you brought the fun girls the irish twins when you brought them up at you i've been really working on my irish accent see, you can do that you know what i can't do it to an irish person they'll be like you know what it's like my mom who's british every time yes. i try to do the accent she's like no. She's like, it's not it's at all. It's actually not her accent. She's like, you needn't have bothered. She's from the north. I'd rather not you do that. It's just really, I'm not very good at it, but it's fun. But I like you trying. Yeah, I'll never stop. What's going on here? I forgot this is happening. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. They listened to three seconds of of Rooster by Alice in Chains, and this dude, he was like, yeah, this is fire. They've never heard anything. That's fire. Right, like, you gotta, you're gonna love this. Just watch how emotional this dude gets. By the way, this isn't viral yet, but it's going to be. I oh, swear. It's not viral yet? Oh, 2018. Wow. It came out like three He's feeling ago. things. I mean, rock music is cool. Yeah. People always think it's not, but it is really cool. Rappers always wanna be cool to rock artists and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Look at his face. I love when they like, they just feel it. Yeah, they're, ooh, they're, they're going some, he's me- remembering something. Yeah. He's having a memory time. You know what's funny is. I like the sound. Yeah, I like, I like the sound this, too, man. This, this almost sounds uh, like mellow and controlled. I love the way his voice sounds on the uh, guitar playing in the back. It's almost like a, a, a guitar solo because the, the the group hasn't dropped yet it's very like subdued me- mellow kind of mellow i fully it is mellow isn't it the rooster is mellow it, it starts mellow till it wakes up well isn't that interesting it, the song is a metaphor for the, its namesake how well, interesting well that's what's crazy is that they always really listen to the lyrics, and I don't. I've oh, listened listen to this to song forever, Yeah. and he's always bang on. So really? this song, he's like, it's like, yeah, man, it feels like this person was maybe in war, or maybe his grandfather was, and maybe Rooster was his nickname. That is exactly what this song is about. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. What? You know what? That actually, the font kind of reminds me of po- Apocalypse Now. Yeah, totally. Is it about the Nam? Is it about Nam? I think it might be. Hmm, interesting. Deep cut, Louise Burns. Nice yeah. one. I read the book and I studied the film in university. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What fucking class was that? That's cool. Some English thing. Oh, you know what? It was literature and film. It was actually a really interesting class. That's, that does sound good. Yeah. I'm self-educated and self-medicated. 
You know what? Me too, to be honest. I did like, I really enjoyed paying my life savings towards a university degree that I didn't need, but yeah. at the same time, you know, yeah. I just have a piece of paper that says I'm smart. <sighs> I don't even have that. I'm just kidding. It That's why I'm still dumb. Well, yeah, you are. You are. You need to work on that, don't you? <laughs> I need to, just kidding. I need to just read the dictionary front to back. Instead, I've read the internet front to back. I've read the internet front to back. <laughs> I mean, I know more about stuff on the internet than I know about stuff in the world. Me too. Because it's very different, apparently. Is he crying? He loves it. I wish this I got this excited about music. I just, I just think people need to, you know, I, I like when people just have smooth ad libs. Though. <laughs> oh, I agree, though. I mean, he's got a point. Smooth ad libs are hey, the way to go. You are good at smooth ad libs. I love smooth ad libs. Yeah. And I think that, like, it really, when I hear a singer that's doing a rough ad lib, I'm just like, what are you doing? You don't even know the, the key of your song yet. Exactly. You asshole. Exactly. Not into it. Speaking of mellow and ad libs, first album I ever produced, Melodrama by mm-hmm. Louise Burns. That's me. Thanks for bringing me in. Hey, man. Thanks for thanks for doing it. That was like the funnest time of my life. That was fun. That was really fucking fun. Yeah. That was like at the old... Uh, Mushroom. Yeah. And Hipposonic. Yeah. And we would go to, to Granville Island every day and get strawberries. Oh, yeah. That was cute. That was a sweet time. Man, was and I bro- broke. Yeah. I remember that. I remember giving you 20 bucks for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really helped me. Thank you. I still owe you that money, you I think. You don't owe me anything, man. <laughs> that was rough. Uh, I remember you were wearing powder blue pants. Yeah, that was weird. What was I thinking? <laughs> Why? Well, I look cool. You know what? They weren't powder blue. They were faded denim. Mm. Like a really like hyper faded denim. Okay. And I don't really wear color, so it's a bit true. of an unusual... You always look great, though. It's funny when we did my <laughs> when we did my uh, the new fake shark video and f- the Fion girls are in it. The stylist was like, "What do you want them to look like?" And I just sent them your Instagram. <laughs> do this. Oh, that's amazing. Do this. In fact, I just saw her give them some clothes, so Woo! they ju- yeah. should just do that. Yeah, I did give. Them, I threw a bag at them. I love at the that. party. <laughs> that was Here, funny. Take this. It's all my old witch clothes that I can't wear anymore because I feel like I'm a little bit too old for it. Really? Just a little bit. Like not in a way that I'm sad about. I'm just like I can retire my sheer cape. But it's you time. look. It's confusing how old you are because you don't look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you look really young actually, but you actually don't look any age. Great. I want to keep it that way. Like you're, you're in the, you're in the age where no one would bother trying to guess your age. Unlike what you did to that woman in China. Yeah. I mean, she, I guess she was the age I am now when she was much younger, but Uh you know, aging is like a weird thing in the music industry. Mm -hmm. I feel like very confused half the time over what my opportunities are at this point yeah being in my early 30s i don't know anymore yeah and i also don't really care about like i don't ever feel like i'm supposed i'm not a pop star i don't have the personality for it Mm. i just i don't like being i'm not that out there i don't want to share my whatever yeah but i think it's kind of weird because i do feel like sometimes i don't know you feel like you only have a certain limited time to make it, quote unquote, make it. Which I is, felt that in the past, mean? but don't you think that's kind of been obliterated? Like, the Antwoord got signed when they were like 37 or something like mm. that. 
after f- yeah. and they were they were in fucking south africa yeah and you know what i mean so it's like i think yolandi's my age though i think she's younger okay but, but at the same time but ninja i mean it's so don't you think that's weird like living in canada like sometimes i feel like we might as well fucking live in alaska yeah in this sure. industry because canada it's 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 kind of weird because now the biggest pop stars in the world are canadian and yeah. canada music still kind of isn't taken seriously in a way yeah it's really weird and you have to get big in the states in order to come back and be appreciated in canada a lot yeah. of the time which i have a really hard time with or yeah. you get cursed by being only in canada yeah which is a not a curse it's just a situation that yeah. not many people really love yeah but i don't know i feel like being a girl and woman or whatever you want to call it i kind of mm-hmm. hate using the word woman sometimes <laughs> you almost quoted that britney spears song i'm i'm definitely not a girl <laughs> i'm definitely probably a woman i probably am definitely you, a woman. i'm paraphrasing here i am a woman but <laughs> i've never really liked that word i don't know because it's it not feels iconic. elderly yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it feels. I don't like, like calling woman. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. Say, I was thinking about that today too. It sounds too scientific. But does it sound creepy if I'm like, yeah, my girl, like you know, like yeah, you know, does it feel? I don't know. I don't know what I want to be called. I don't like. I obviously identify as like a female, but like I don't like. I don't know. I don't like the word woman. It makes me think of like, it just it's something about it is really primal or yeah. something. It makes me think of Neanderthals or. Something. <laughs> understand that that's your synesthesia kicking in again I think. maybe maybe but being a woman in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. is frustrating and often i feel sometimes like i um hyper aware of image yeah and i i like that i enjoy that but yeah. i also know like i gotta i spend a lot of money on my face <laughs> well it looks <laughs> great <laughs> it's paying off no work done but like you know you gotta take care of your skin by the way i have some makeup for you thank you is it? What is it? Kat Von D makeup. <gasps> really? I think I, I have a... I bought some yesterday, really? two days ago. I'm almost out because when she made the Kevy lip liner, she just sent me a box of stuff to give out. And then it, it was like every woman in my life was like, cha-ching! All of a sudden yeah, yeah, showing yeah, up yeah. like, hey, Kevy, got a, I heard you have a box of makeup. Is that true? And then I'm just like handing it out. And now I, I barely... Shit's expensive. Yeah. But she I had strict orders to like give most of it to my mom, which I did. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Damn. Aw. Yeah. The best. My mom. Yeah, mom. She, You had her horse in the melodrama artwork, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. What it is... Does she still have that horse? Uh, no, she has a new horse. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You have to come ride it. I would like to. She likes it when my female friends come ride her horse. Oh my God. I love horses. I love them. I haven't ridden a horse... For like 10 years, which is insane. Did you kind of grow up riding horses? Mm-hmm. I grew up with a horse. I grew up with a pony. In Cranbrook, everyone has a horse. It's just sort of like rural life, you know? Okay. And everyone has enough property to have one. Yeah. And um, so I had a horse when I was really young named Bud. He used to stick his tongue oh. out. He was half thoroughbred, so he was really tall. He was 16 and a half hands, which is hand is like that's how you measure horses i thought you measured yeah. them by horsepower you <laughs> you can if you want but it's i don't really it's I don't unit know of measurement works. for no, strength Louise. unit of measurement using your hands and he was 16 and a half feet and i fell off i fell off him and i broke Ooh. my wrist <laughs> really yeah jesus a horse bit my fucking head once whoa yeah they've got crazy teeth like, yeah really like long cut me open louise i bet once my second horse, Chinook, who I wrote a song Aww. named after her on melodrama, mm-hmm. I fell off. I was riding her up the street really fast. This is in Cranbrook where we just have lots of road, you know? Yeah. And I was galloping, standing up on my saddle, thinking I was so cool. And then you were. 
I mean, yeah, Still definitely. Are. Wait till you see what happens. A school bus drove up behind me, <gasps> and my horse heard it and spooked. So yeah. she, being a dumbass, ro- jumped in front of the bus as it was moving. Like it was like maybe two meters behind us. Yeah, and I kept going straight, and she went to the side. So she basically like delivered me directly in front of the moving school oh bus. Oh my god. <laughs> And I, I was in fine. a neat little package. Yeah, I was like, "Kill me now!" And the bus stopped, and the horse. She just kind of like stood there at the side of the road, like, "What? It's a fucking Fuck. problem." And I was just, I got up and I was like, "Oh, that's so embarrassing!" All these Whoa. children on the bus were laughing and pointing at me, and it was just kind of a weird, like, "Huh, I almost died, but I'm really embarrassed." Children are dicks. <laughs> I hate. Kids. They shouldn't be celebrating. I actually that. don't hate kids, but I hate. I hated those children in that specific moment. They deserved it. Mm-hmm. Horses are weird too because it's like. They have the strength to kick a hole in a tank, yeah. but also they think a rope is a snake, so they won't walk past it. <laughs> oh my god, my my horse! She once fell in love with her reflection. <laughs> what a narcissist! It was insane. We had this shitty shed with this mirror, or it wasn't mm-hmm. a mirror; it was a, it was a window. But the way the light caught it, it turned into a mirror. Wow! Every fucking day for like two weeks she'd go outside and just she'd just stare she'd just stand in front of it and stare at herself and we'd be like oh no she's gonna try to like break it free from its jail or whatever well, i heard your horse invented selfies is that correct my horse did invent selfies that was is, that chinook yeah. yeah chinook invented the selfie such a cute name in, in 1999 bud <laughs> is also very cute bud yeah so was was that <clears throat> pre-lilix um bud was pre-lilix and chinook was during or okay. post? I can't remember. Were you like eight years old? Like, I want to play bass lines, my man. No way. I was like, I play piano. <laughs> I love the Spice Gals. You still sound like that. I do still. I do. To, I have a cold right now, so I definitely. No, do. I mean those things you just said. Well, yes. Well, I do. I do. I don't love the Spice Girls, but I think they're funny. So, like, they'll always hold a place in my heart because they have some bangers, though. They do. They do. I agree. You look reserved about saying that. Well, I just, I definitely like appreciate them, mm-hmm. but I think after a while, I get really sick of them really quickly. Okay. I can like go deep into my nostalgia mm-hmm. K hole, and then I'm like, hmm, I'm good. I'm good for a while. Right. I, every once in a while, something will come on though that's so good. Yeah. It's always the first album, like, um, that Backstreet Boys documentary it's on Netflix I'm like obsessed with it right now I've only seen half of it God Louise you would love it. it I know it's very my alley I love like f- I love pop stars trying to make a comeback I think it's so funny but it's also just so your humor how yeah. petty everybody is yeah 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 and totally. like this is like the earnest guy and this is the guy who feels like he's been hard done by and that them butting heads is hilarious yeah. and then the one guy's like I was a fucking rock star man oh. and that's exactly your humor <laughs> shit yeah i love that shit i just think the spice girls i'm sort of like i'm more now into victoria as like a fashion designer i'm sort of obsessed with her funny little persona she's got going on her voice has changed she was my favorite yeah me too like aesthetically speaking like let's just that's i like that yeah but um i can't remember what your question was i don't even know if there was one there was no question that's okay i really want to show you this i think you'll love it Nescafe ad? I love... I heard you love coffee. <laughs> I heard you even brought one here I today. I did. I was like, hey, I'll have a plain, normal <laughs> coffee. And it took like 10 minutes. I was like, hey... Well, it must be good. You... 
it's fine, but they could have just poured it right away. The lyrics in this, for real, are good. This is Kanye West as a Tame Impala song. It's my new favorite YouTube video. Isn't this profound? Right? I have no words. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) The O'Reilly Owl. Oh, that's so funny. We were talking about it earlier. I think your brother made this. Oh, he did. I think he did. Kanye's face is so emotional. Like, it looks like his eyes and his mouth are at odds. I know. With With each other. Oh, yeah. Because he does like a weird... He synesthesia too. He does. So does Blood Orange, Dev Dev Hines. So does Lord. Really? Yeah. I love... cute though i feel like it's really funny how he's on the kardashian show he is yeah he makes a lot of appearances i think that's so funny and cute like i feel like he just he's kim kardashian is just like you're appearing on my show yeah you don't have a choice and he's like okay it you know um (laughs) i I really love him because i love how emotional he is i think Mm. i think he's a true artist that way i think he's such a true artist i mean he's amazing yeah. I like I'll, I like most of his shit. I like that he could comfortably make uh, hits all the time, but instead of he, like, he put out Yeezus, which was so far from what people wanted from him, and he's yeah. like, I'm making a statement right now, yeah. and that, that is that. And it's like he knew the future of music, and he's trying to make that. Yeah. And the last article that Lou Reed ever wrote before he died was about how that was his favorite album. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I love that album. Did you not like that album? Yeezus? Yeah. Oh no, I like that album for sure. I haven't yeah. listened to it as much. Like, obviously, like me being like a classic millennial, I I love Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah. That's just like I think it's a perfect album. But I mean, I, everything he does is if you go deep into his records, there, it has so much to offer. It's yeah. not just one dimensional. I mean, a lot of like great that's isn't a lot of great hip hop records are like that. Yeah. A lot of pop records should be like that, but they're not. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what I mean by the Spice Girls. There's not many layers to it. Gotcha. So you kind of have to enjoy it on like a basic mm-hmm. pop nostalgia and yeah. that's fine I, I like that but you know you know what I've been thinking about hip hop now that bothers me is that what I liked about early 90s <laughs> hold on I'll revisit that point in a second I love Wreck-It Ralph I don't I, like Pixar or anything, and I love that one. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you'd love it. Really? Because you love Super Nintendo, and it just references Super is. Nintendo. Where is your Nintendo? Is it here? I don't have one. Fuck you. Really? <laughs> Louise. That is the only reason I came. Okay? Louise! <laughs> anyway, tell me okay. why. Okay, here's what I... Okay, I'll tell you what I liked about early 90s hip-hop producing yeah. production, is that, like, Tribe Called Quest, for instance, would go into the studio and... People know this, but Q-Tip was like a genius cutter of samples. Yeah, I was just thinking, when I think of them, I think of their samples. Yeah, and he would find these obscure jazz moments and, and loop them, and they'd make songs on them. Yeah. That's gone now. So, like, for instance, like, you know, Drake. I like Drake. 
Yeah. I don't want to like Drake, but I do, unfortunately. Oh, you know I, what I mean? I love Drake. I have really? no shame. I don't yeah. want to like it. I don't know what it is. It's I, like, it's like no, I like bitch. Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, I've seen him twice. In Me concert. too. I was at the same one as you that yeah, one time. Yeah, you were. Yeah. When T-Pain opened? I went when, when Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj yeah, yeah, Rick yeah. Ross, Travis Barker that opened. That was a really, fuck it, Travis Barker, how random was that moment? Yeah, because he's for some reason ingratiated into hip hop culture in the same way Dave Navarro was in the mid 90s for very some reason. Odd, very odd. But let, so let me make this point, which is that now because of software synths, no one's sampling because they'll just make a quick beat and right. they don't need to dig or anything. And so that element's gone. And, and, and that's a shame to me because like the guys that made Public Enemies records, the Bomb Squad, they were, they were like building weird songs out of all these funk loops and stuff. And it was right. like dusty and dirty sounding. It was angrier back then too. So they were, it was like punk rock kind of. And it was like mm-hmm. inspiring to me that way. And it's, it's kind of gone now. Like Migos is so like soft, you know, yeah, and yeah. that's fine. That's, that's good too. But I miss, I think that's why I liked odd future so much when it came out. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is like Marilyn Manson or something, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm kind of, I'm kind of like missing that in hip hop right now. Right. And well, I'm, it seems like it's gotten like the most minimal it's ever been. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do. Did you listen to the new Cardi B record? Yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I like it too. And I think it's just more like, or it's her attitude. It's I'm sort yeah. of fascinated with her character. Like, what are you? Like, this is so like. Yeah. I'm addicted to you. Like everything she does, I'm like, I'm addicted. This is I have to watch. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I feel like that with him, with Kanye. I know, I know what you mean though about the samples. Yeah. But I feel like there was a really great sample that was just. I mean, obviously, like. Lauren Hill's been used a lot lately. Yeah. And, Factor and and I like that. Be, I, like you and I are both kind of like culture vultures. Yeah. So we will respect if somebody references something interesting, like yeah. Aesop Rocky doing a photo shoot where he's wearing a pulp shirt. To me, that's so cool. Yeah. It's totally. like, oh, he's wearing a fucking Aphex twin shirt. Yeah. Like, but did his, did he put it on or did his stylist put well, it on? Well, he is, he is like his own house of Gaga. Oh, there you go. And so you it's kind of like when she wears something interesting it's cooler to me, even, even though maybe she didn't pick it, because she picked th- her friends growing up to help her pick that thing. You know what, though? I feel like with Gaga, she's like, I feel like she's also a culture vulture. I feel like she oh, yeah. knows a lot of Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she she could very well be in this conversation with us and hang. Yeah, you know what I mean? Would, she would know more than us. She'd be like, and then I talked to this person and they <laughs> gave me this. And I, was, I would be like, yeah. Yeah. You're cool. Can we be your friends? Can I, may I please buy your friendship? <laughs> exactly. Do you still have that meat dress? I hope not. Yeah, because uh, that kid can't do that. No. Speaking of culture vultures, here's a deep cut. Do you know who Wicked Wisdom is? It's a metal band. Look who the singer is. Oh my god, I've seen them live. Tina Pinkett Smith. I miss. I know Wicked Wisdom. How oh my god. did you so see? So they wife? opened up for Sevenfold or something. Avenged Sevenfold or Seven Dust. Seven Dust. Well, she's wearing Seven Dust shirt. Yeah, yeah, here. yes. So I saw her. So Alicia Warrington, mm-hmm. Lilix's old drummer, yeah. and my good friend knew the drummer in Seven Dust or whatever. Okay. And we went to see them at the Commodore because she was in town. Whoa. And Wicked Wisdom was opening up. And I was just like, what? I yeah. couldn't. Like the, I would full on. And I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. But it was like, she's great. I mean, she's so cool. And then we met her after, and she was like very sweet. You met Jada Pinkett? I did. Wow. Just at the merch booth, like no big deal. Whoa. She was really, really short. Yeah. But had this like, she's just so calm and cool cool to talk to. Very cool. Like very, very sweet. Probably Scientologist then. Maybe. She, um, she did, they did OzFest, and Will Smith got on stage and kicked a verse one time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I think she's so cool. 
I like her hair. I like her jeans. <laughs> oh I really God. don't like when people's jeans have visible threading. <laughs> no. Oh, that's just got to go. Like, what? So, I was... We were, Dave and I are looking at cars right now. Okay. And You got uh, your license. I got my license. Holy shit, dude. It has been 15 years of my end. Yeah. And I got it. And I took lessons. I invested in myself. I'm so impressed. I'm impressed. I was shocked. I was so nervous. I almost felt like vomiting the morning of my test. Yeah. So I took a lesson before. I took four lessons total. Yes. And I've been driving for a long time. But really? Just, my, my instructor's like, you drive beautifully, but you just don't know the rules of the road. <laughs> <laughs> You're like not interested. I was like, I don't care. They Make don't apply to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it feels really good to pass it. Holy. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I got to do that. But anyway, my point was really stupid. We were, dri- we were driving one of these cars and Dave's really into it and whatever. Like, we're probably going to get it. But it has visible seams on the seats and it just is <laughs> driving me insane. Why would you do I that? I don't know. It just, I don't know. Re- it doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't, but also I'm so petty and so are you I'm that, so petty. like, why bedazzle the back pockets of your jeans, gentlemen? Yeah. Like, where are you getting these from? The Kingsgate Mall? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. I mean, that, I could see that becoming an ironic fashion trend, though. Like, I, I think it, oh, yeah. So this girl that I know, Taylor, she moved to New York, and I haven't seen her in a few years, and then she pops up on Vogue. They wrote an article about her and her husband because they dress like the early aughts. Like, that's their thing. And okay. they do it to a T. They do it perfectly. Like, yeah. butterfly clips and, like, low-cut jeans and, like, seams on the outside. Upturned collars of, like, stripey. Like, oh, my God, it's insane. Like, really dark blue jeans and then white shoes. Yeah, exactly. And, like... I'm such an like asshole business. for having this opinion. Oh, but, but they, I mean, they're they are just like, we love this, yeah. and we're going to do this, and yeah. they got to go. That's crazy. Yeah, you know? hey. It's hilarious. It's like the vice do's and don'ts. Oh, my God. Sort I of forgot about those. Yeah. Whoa. You know, it's funny. I met the one of the guys that started Vice. He also, his name's Chris something. I'm going to meet Kat Bondi's house. Mm-hmm. But he started Big Brother Magazine and then Vice. Big okay. Brother Magazine became Jackass. It was like those oh, same yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was talking about Vice, and he's like, that magazine sucks now. And I was like, holy shit. Whoa. You think that? Yeah, who? <laughs> one, my one problem with Vice, though, is like, I remember when, when I was a teenager, like, it was hard to find it. So when you did, it right. was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Yeah. And they were like, they were so cool that they wouldn't even, it's like they weren't even aware of a lot of pop culture things because they're above it. Yeah. And now when they pick on an Avril Lavigne music video or something, it's like, you should be too cool to even know about this, I think. Yeah. I remember when I think of the old Vice, yeah. I think of like headbands, like, whoa, I work at American Apparel and I'm wearing yeah. neon. And like, that is something I never really understood. Like yeah. the whole mashup culture. I was like, I can't, I don't get this. And sometimes I think of Vice and I think of that, like going oh, to Vice, interesting. going to Vice parties and being yeah. like, oh my God, I got on the list for a Vice party and feeling yeah. like this is supposed to be cool, but I, I feel nothing. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> but, but don't you think like, at least when you're a teenager and you're sort of figuring things out, mm-hmm. there is an element to not understanding something that made it cool to you. Yeah. It's like, whoa, these people all seem to be part of this thing and totally. I don't even understand that's it. That's actually really true. And I think that's kind of what cool is to teenagers and to young people. They th- and when and same to like now, like I think about what cool is and I'm like, I don't really I think that cool is 
people who don't know what cool is like that's oh that is the coolest that is the only cool thing to me like if i see somebody i i don't even like going out a lot of the time to Mm. hit bars because i feel like oh i'm i'm living i'm i'm the target audience yeah you know and i feel so basic i don't know which is a funny bizarre phrase on its own like what is basic i'm kind of fascinated with basic bitches yeah i want to be one i'm trying to be one i think i think i'm succeeding you have a starbucks uh iced coffee and iced coffee is like the basic bitch staple isn't it i think so i think it is i'd like to think so i'd like to think so i'd like to imagine your michael kors bag and your iced coffee and like you just like your life is fun you have a good time that's why i'm fascinated by it they just seem happy I don't know how to be happy though. Me neither. Because I don't know how to like when I when I think about going on vacation. I'm like, ugh. How I, would you do that? I feel like a lot of the because we have weird jobs that yeah. don't have hours. Yeah. We're always on vacation and we're always working. I just said that. Yeah. It's yeah. like I can't. My my and like you're like we have the same yeah. schedule where yeah. you're like create your own hours mm-hmm. and if you feel weird that day. Do double the next day. Yeah. Not a problem. Unless yeah. you're working with a band and they're dictating your hours or whatever. Or if you're on tour, it's different too. But You have such a prolific output of your songs though. Do you? Do I? I think so. I feel like I, I feel like you I, under the radar have a new album all the time. I do always have a new record and I always scrap them. In fact, yesterday I decided to scrap my whole record that I just wrote. Really? Yeah. Like it's fucking average. I don't want to release that. I'm getting picky too. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I have no problem saying this sucks when I mm-hmm. write something because I don't really care anymore. I just want to write cool songs that I like. But how do you, like, for instance, I can't write a song on an acoustic guitar because that's not inspiring to me, right? Because I'm a producer. So yeah. for me to be excited to continue working on a song, yeah. there needs to be some element that's like an X factor that's interesting mm-hmm. to me. It's like, yeah. oh man, I always wanted to do something like this, and then yeah. I'll start it. So how do you do it? I don't write on acoustic ever. But you write I on piano to. and stuff, right? Mm, I've become a logic writer. Oh, cool. So for my second record onwards, mm-hmm. I've like. That's it. Because I, like you, find it really uninspiring. Unless yeah. I have a great melody. Like, mm-hmm. I have written one or two songs on acoustic guitar lately. Yeah, me, t- but me too. Like, piano all Yeah, piano, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I am more into rhythms right now. Yeah. And beats. Yeah, Not like, you know. I. But I really like, um, I'm really into that, like, sophistipop 80s shit. I'm always into the 80s. I can't yeah. help it. I have no shame. And Talk Talk, Blue Nile, all that stuff that's like very groove oriented and very experimental and they're like integrating a little bit of, of drum machine but also keeping it very real. Right. I like that. So for in order for me to write, because I, like you, I write for a whole band in my head when I write my songs. It's not just like what I'm doing. It's yeah. a whole thing. So yeah. I need to do logic for that. Yeah. But sometimes you'll find like a really crazy sound and you're like this oh the song's going here now or yeah. you'll find another sound and you're like this or you'll be like too much i can't <laughs> do it. i can't shut this shit off start yeah. again tomorrow because yeah. that happens a lot to oh me i too. do that too i i get like <laughs> i realize that the the only way i feel true happiness is getting so sad is if i've done something i'm like proud of oh that's and then really I, sweet is it though it's kind of a bum out i think that but like what is happiness yeah i mean this is the thing, like, we are Canadians mm-hmm. living privileged lives. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, like, obviously, we're, we rent and we can't afford our rent sometime, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But we have health, we have jobs, we yeah. have friends. So, I mean, happiness, I feel like it's not what we think it is. I feel like happiness, 
we often get happy and fulfillment mixed up because good point or we associate them with each other and maybe they are associated but mm-hmm. i feel like when i write a song that's the only time i feel like a complete person if yeah. i'm not writing music i'm like i don't know what am i doing yeah yeah <laughs> and i think that's like often i'm i'm a i'm a fairly happy person in general i, yeah. I think i just am a i mean like you like yeah we're not we're not going around spreading bad energy everywhere. No, I I can't stand that. No, and I, I hate cut that, that out of my life now. Absolutely, but Get I used to it. welcome it. I think just I with know. the people. But didn't you know what's interesting is when um, when I first started working at six oh four, the first couple of people I worked with, the way they treated me made me realize that my old friend group was bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like like Matt Webb, for instance, like. That guy would do anything for me. Yeah, like literally guy. would, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. has done gone way out of his way yeah. for me. And I, I remember being like kind of like weirded out by it that he was yeah. cared about me that way. And then like when I first started writing with Carly, she was like, "Your diet's terrible. Come have dinner in my place a bunch of times a week." It's so, like that's really thoughtful. Yeah, you know what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. But I think I think you and I kind of came up in a little bit of a hipster kind of oh vibe. God. Too cool for school. Too I way know, too like everyone was so way dumb. too cool. No I one know. wanted to show emotion to each other. And I know. <laughs> It's so funny. I look back at that and yeah. I just think it's hilarious. It sucks. I, it's so dumb. I yeah. know. I remember like, I don't even know, maybe in the last few years, but I've, I feel like we just, like we would just, we're very yeah. much yeah, yeah. a product of our generation and our, like, look at your, you know, you're like me, you're a nerd. You learn, yeah. you know, every movie that you're supposed to know, you've read every book that you're supposed to read, you know, all the albums that are cool. Yeah. And then like a few years ago, I was like, I don't know if I believe anything anymore oh yeah i have existential breakdowns once a week yeah and i feel like the only thing cool is when you are able to keep your own Mm -hmm. vision going so like you being a producer Mm -hmm. moving into the comedy world constantly being connected and making things happen that is like yeah you know you're gonna go so far with that thank you and i feel like we just we're really lucky because we realized very quickly that being too cool for school mm. doesn't really get you that far. Yeah. And it's all, it's kind of boring because it's all based on like this weird patriarch, patriarchal white dude, like mm-hmm. old oh, punk is cool. <laughs> indie oh, pavement, like that kind of like weird yeah. sort of, I mean, at least in our indie rock scene or whatever you want to call it. It's just so boring. It is boring. Nice Susie and the Banshees quote. I am wearing the shirt. Hey, did I just quote them? You, because remember when she, you told me this when she was doing an interview, and oh my she's God. like, "Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. boring." I know. She's I use distra- that so much. I love that. In fact, Jonathan once <laughs> told me he's like, "You're use you using boring is boring," and I was like, "Fair, fair." <laughs> I use it a lot because it describes. He can't something. come down on you for redundancy. I know, but it kind of made sense though. Right. I was overusing it. Well, that's cool. You can see that. Um, <laughs> yeah i don't know i uh you know what is disappointing to me and people is <laughs> like, Where this is going? what's disappointing no, you're to gonna you? you're gonna very much understand this mm-hmm. um i notice this in la a lot mm-hmm. my friends that are like quite a bit older than me yeah and have been in the la music scene yeah they're still competitive but won't admit it with other la bands and oh. so there's still guys that are like trying to act really punk rock like right. fuck the fucking red out chili peppers man like you know like stuff, stuff it's like, like god you're in 50s yeah yeah out. totally and, th- and they're like <laughs> and they'll still be like man i fucking hate jocks but it's like dude really 
yeah, isn't why? that kind of don't you know that's kind of disappointing like you know what it is it's it's like your self-identity is intertwined with what you hate and it's just such a that sucks it's horrible like yeah. it's awful like let's like think about things that we like and bond over that yeah i really enjoy i enjoy this phase of life because i yeah. think that it's really fun to realize there's power and positivity and yeah. not in like a life is let's all like jump up and do yeah, gang not vocals not in a youth group way yeah let's not do gang vocals or anything like put that fucking ukulele away okay thank you but thank you but how about some stomps and claps ew. how about a banjo <laughs> disgusting <laughs> disgusting however I mean it's sort of, I'm just all in jest maybe that counteracts what I was just gonna say but go for it being positive is more powerful and more motivating than being a negative Nancy yeah, it's you're just hurting yourself. This is so youth groupy sounding. What I'm saying right now. I don't care. I'm into it. Okay. Youth group isn't like Christian though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh no. Here's here's one. Can I complain to you about another thing? Yeah. Because when it. I'm complaining, I'm not I'm not trying to. Oh, we're figuring ourselves out. It's exactly it's what self, it is. But we're just having but therapy right now. I think now. exactly. I think you'll understand this though, because I work with lots of like up and coming pop singers. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just I'm not actually talking about six of four signings right now. Um, cause I, on six of four, I'll, I often will produce and co-write with people that have never made any music yeah. professionally. Yeah. So I'm not talking about them, but what I am talking about is like people who want to be pop singers. Um, and I don't think they know why really, mm-hmm. because if you think about it, everyone who's a mega pop star is actually interesting in some way. Yeah. Like Katy Perry is, seems to have this sort of tormented inner thing yeah, she seems pretty tormented totally. yeah yeah and like lady gaga is like this glam loving so what i'm talking about is like new pop singers and they already have like media training personality right. and i can't stand that oh my god who, who do you tell me after yeah i'll tell you after but it's it's like it's like if you ask them a question they're answering it safe yeah. and it's like whoa, you're in a safe place right now. You can yeah. be honest. You can yeah. say you don't like this thing or you yeah. have an opinion. I just, it bothers me when people don't have opinions, I guess, you know? I fully relate to the media training thing because in Lilix, when we first put out a record, mm-hmm. we went to New York to do our press, the press tour. And the first thing we did was go to a media etiquette class. Yeah. And it was just totally like, very actually very interesting i learned a lot because they filmed us talking yeah fake interview and we're like oh my god we're we're all so awful like (laughs) (laughs) really well we just like it was so awkward seeing us talk and we're like oh i don't know like uh oh and like lacy kept dropping the n-bomb and stuff (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy i'm from cranbrook motherfucker exactly i'm from cranbrook (laughs) and we just kind of had to like we had to rein some stuff in, mostly like our small townness, which is fair because okay. if you're in New York City doing TRL and you're like, oh, you know, yeah, sounding like we like going hunting and, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes we uh, we made a record when we were 11 years old. There, like, we weren't obviously that adult sounding, but yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were pretty. You know, these teenagers from Cranbrook don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Throw them to New York Times Square, talk to Carson Daly. Like, are you kidding Did me? That happen. Yeah, that's so cool. actually geographically that's incorrect. We were in the Hamptons because that's we did, so cool. Cars Daily interviewed you, know, you guys. We, we did a reality show and, and there's a what? Whole, oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. I don't know what it was called. I there is you should didn't you guys go on dates with people or something? We went on it was like an limited date thing. So we dated this dude. Everyone went on a <laughs> date with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. We all went on a date with this dude, and I chose surfing. 
because I was like, well, this is dumb. So mm-hmm. I may as well use it to get a new experience. So I went surfing and they just filmed all of the parts where I'm swearing. I'm like, fuck this. Fuck the, uh- the industry <laughs> sofa. The image industry. Blah, like just yeah. talking dumb, like negative girl stuff. Hilarious. That's they great. only use that to give me a personality or whatever. That's so I was wearing funny. all black sweat, like sweatshirt. And Nothing's just, changed. Nothing has changed. I imagine your haircut was different. Um, no. Did you have that cool lion, lion-ass haircut? No, I was, I had black hair and I had one white streak in it. Okay. Yeah, very 2001. And, um, and then Lacey went shopping for vintage clothes and they yeah. rented like a cool car and they had fun. And then Kim and him did a tattoo and then Tasha took him fishing and she like gutted a fish in front of him, Holy. which is so amazing. That's hilarious. It's so amazing. Like he, she's like, oh yeah, just rips the, like it does all of like the crazy manhandling Holy. and he just blows his mind, this Midwestern guy. That's great. Anyway, I was the first to go. That's so crazy. <laughs> you had all those experiences so young. Yep. Pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so cool. You're on MTV though. Uh huh. Yeah, back when it was a thing, and we were—I yeah. think we had like a number two video on TRL. Fucking crazy. Number two, not number one. <laughs> we wanted number one, but it never, it never got there. Uh, I'm yeah. taking a Hans Zimmer masterclass. I right saw now. that. Mm-hmm. How's it going? I really like it. Yeah. Though I have a bit of a—I I don't like to like throw around the like critical feminist perspective on every single thing in the world because I think it cheapens it. Mm-hmm. However, I'm a little—I get a little frustrated with him referring to all directors, producers, and other composers as he all the time. Yeah, I, I notice that kind of stuff too. Yeah, it's kind of like, and I get it because it is a really crazy imbalance, but I'm also yeah. like, oh, this is so discouraging. Like, I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to learn some stuff and I feel like I, it just, it emphasizes like, I feel very small sometimes because mm-hmm. of it. However, it's very fun and I realize that film composing is synesthesia. Like, I was that's just going like, to say, I think you'd be great at it because you're such an emotional writer. Thank you. I have always wanted to do it. I'd drop my career to do it. And, and like, well, you should no work problem. on something with me on the next movie. I, I do. would love to shadow you. I'll yeah. just watch you do your thing. Cause that's like really, I find that really inspiring right now. Yeah. And in general, I mostly listen to soundtrack music when I'm at home. Like, yeah. I don't really listen to like a whole lot of records at the moment. At least. You know what I'd realized from the last thing I scored mm. um, is that the tone can be interpreted uh the dialogue can be interpreted tone-wise through music in interesting ways. Yeah. So, for instance, I just did this like uh, Deadpool parody thing with yep. Jen, Jen and Sylvia. Cool. And there's a part where they're the two characters are talking, and I I knew it should be a little. Basically, I wanted it to feel futuristic, a little bit hip, a little bit ironic. Yeah. So I used rhythmic drums a lot. Cool. Like dr- like trip hop drum loops and stuff like that, yeah. and that really brought it to life. Yeah. And then when you have one scene that's making sense that way you can really be dramatic if you cut the music or if you yes. go into the next scene it's a completely different vibe yeah and so it's it becomes really obvious to you what you should do yeah but what would scare me is doing something with a full orchestra because the right. the budget is so much pressure in a way yeah, yeah, you know what i mean like yeah. we're kind of spoiled in a way being at 604 because we have that beautiful studio to, to use when we want yeah and we don't have to front the cash for it because it comes off our back end yeah exactly so we can be a little bit more experimental yeah. so if i hire some musicians to come in it's just their fee i have to worry about and they're yeah. usually not that much well you know what's interesting like i so i hired a quartet to do to record on the fion stuff i love that yeah, it was the most amazing, magical day. And um, Cam Wilson, the composer for the quartet, he sort of like 
wrote on behalf of them. He, I sent him the songs and he sent me arrangements and GarageBand just MIDI. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like ran over them with the song and I was like, oh, these are great. Like maybe do this and that and like them are good. So it yeah. kind of like saved a lot of that weird time because we rented the warehouse to do it because they have a beautiful string room. Yeah. And it was like magical. And oh, man. they, I mean, obviously like it's very expensive to hire a quartet. So yeah. were they VSO a, players? Yeah. I think they're like a hundred dollars an hour. Yep. That's yeah. correct. And it's union. So you have to give breaks. And That's like, right. Which is like awesome. I'm like, how do I get, I, I wish I could go back in time and learn like a proper I know. instrument like that. I'm a master of none musician. Yeah. Like I don't too. even think Same. of myself as a musician. It's yeah. like I can get by on a couple things. Yeah. But like Steve Bays and I were talking about that, but he's actually a great piano player. Yeah, he's a great. And I think piano you're player. a great guitar and bass player. So I, I feel really inadequate as a guitar player, though I have been playing for ten years. I still feel like I'm not very good. Oh man! But I surround myself with really great players, so I'm just yeah. constantly like aware of my like Darcy yeah. is such a good guitar player. Yeah, I'm like, and that's Darcy's passion. Yeah, and exactly. your passion is to be a songwriter. Yeah, I don't. Know? Yeah, this thing I don't really care about being good at an instrument. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I like synth sounds and experimenting and putting yeah. things together and the internet and the computer and or reverb. Yeah, I just want reverb. I'm a really <laughs> dedicated reverb player. <laughs> I've noticed. I know it's. I kind produced of... one of your albums. No, no, Kevin, can you have more reverb? <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. You know why? Because it hides my flaws, and I because you know how everyone hates the sound of their own voice. Like mm. I sound really nasally right now because I'm cold. I have a cold, but I would I, never describe you as sounding nasally. Oh, I I sound like like a sheep when I'm singing. <laughs> Like, I hate the sound of my voice. Huh. But if I add reverb to it, mm-hmm. I sort of disconnect from it, and then I, I can like it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that's... It's just like my... I can't... I don't have a nice tone. I, I disagree, like, Louise. I feel like I don't. And I, I'm not fishing for compliments. No, I know that, but... But, but like, Tom York hates his own voice, and, yeah. like, you know... I I can do yeah. things... Because I'm a producer, I can do things to my voice to make myself like it. Yeah, fair. But I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Like, I found... I have to EQ the mid-end off of it, mm-hmm. and I have to, like, sort of adjust the high-end so it's not so shrill. I'd actually lost my shrillness by aging, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, this... And it's weird, because, I mean, a person listening would be like, why the... F- then why do you sing if you hate the sound of your voice? But it's like, you can't really explain why. You just have to, and it's, like, a weird... Because you'll feel like you're not fulfilling something if you don't yeah. work on it i have no purpose in life if i'm not saying yeah yeah Even if no one likes to hear it i don't care because that's how i feel like yeah. i'm supposed to live like yeah, whatever yeah. but i don't know it's this weird it's this weird thing and i there's a theory on it which I, i'm gonna get wrong probably but somebody told me once that it's because when you hear your voice your body goes into this like primal um reactionary mode where they think okay. it's either fight or flight when you hear your own voice and so sometimes oh. like when i hear my voice singing high i'm like oh my god turn that shit off because it makes me feel like i have to run away like yeah. it reminds me of my flight you know yeah yeah and then fight is like probably just the anger of like hearing an off note or whatever yeah and i get like that sometimes like when i produced the fion vocals i sort of like stepped into their into their bodies and like yeah. used my weird like fight or flight thing with their vocals right it's really interesting because not everyone hears things the same way do you i was so impressed when i had them sing because fiance sing on my new single wake up my band fake sharks new single yes it's they, so good oh you've heard it obviously oh yeah. thanks i was yeah, gonna yeah, show yeah. it to you after they fucking nail everything of course i know it's like, crazy i was like because i wanted to what i wanted to have when i wrote that song the concept was it'd be cool to have girl gang vocals doing harmony together. And yep. that's exactly what they did. Yep. They went in. I didn't need to tell them like, you do this part and you do this part. They're like, they already knew. Yeah. 
God. Yeah, yeah. They they are so gifted. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And like, usually when I meet a singer, I'm like, can you harmonize? You can't harmonize? Mm. Yeah. And they harmonize like I can just... I'll be singing something and they'll yep. just start harmonizing to me. And it's like, oh. that is how my brain works too. Yeah. And they're so good. They know how to find the note and mm-hmm. they're, they're, they know how to project because they grew up busking, right? Like for years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, that was actually the interesting thing recording them because they came into the studio with only that as their background. Wow. Never with a full band. I love the music you produce for them. Oh my God. Thank you. You're I welcome. had the best time. Yeah. It was so fun and felt inspiring. like you, you were just in there all the time with them. It was the best. Like how many songs did you guys do? Uh, 12. Okay. Or 13. How long 13. would you spend on each song? It depended a lot because mm-hmm. a lot of it was figuring out their sound, right? Because yeah. they've never done it before. Yeah, and yeah. also it was finding days when Pedro was available, because mm-hmm. that studio being it's the engineer at six oh four, yeah, and he's he's amazing. Yeah. He's such a workaholic. Like I know. he's always taking on projects, and I so know. it was kind of like, when can the girls do it? When can I do it? When am I not on tour? And yeah. when can we have like a solid? I mean, we've only really worked a solid week, maybe like twice. Otherwise, wow. it'd be like two days here, one day here. Like it's yeah. very sporadic. But I like that because it gave them and me time to sort of sit with it. And yeah. it was really important for me for them to be happy mm-hmm. and not feel like they were dating themselves with their old right. songs. And Because I, I know I've been through it. You totally. Know, like, oh, God, I wrote that when I was 17. I don't want this to come out. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It was. You- it took a while, but... I don't think that it's a good thing to do too much many days in a row. Like Dr. Dre is as as a strict two days on two days off rule. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think it is too. If you do those two days and go long, you're going to feel like doing that. Yeah. And then you get a day or two off and you do something else. Maybe it's write a different song by yourself or whatever. Yeah. With no pressure. Yeah. Then you come back and you feel like doing it again because I noticed like, like I even just did three days straight with Steve Bays. Yeah. And then the third day, I was more willing to let things slide that I didn't think were great. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to ever feel like that. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, you become a little bit complacent, and it's yeah. not even like it's not even us your own fault. It's just the way that we get. Yeah. I don't know. Perspective gets lost. A you get bit. demoitis. Yeah, you get demoitis big time. Yeah. Were you working on fake shark stuff? Yeah. Cool. I want to show you. I have all this. I have like nine new songs. <gasps> I really want to show you after. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one more video to show you, and okay. this may be the catchiest song I've ever heard. Take Do you know who movies. Bangs is? No. He's a rapper from Sudan, and he moved to Australia, and he made this song, and it's one of the first videos, I think, that went ironically viral. Whoa, wait, maybe I have then. Um, it's going to be stuck in your head and everyone's head, but then he got to do a car commercial, and this song was in it. So no. then I feel kind of bad for him because then he started to think he's actually like a really good rapper. Oh, and then I've heard about this. And then I've heard about this. And then he he did the Big Day Out festival, which is the biggest festival yeah. in Australia. Yeah. And then he released like a bunch more singles, and none of them went as as oh, viral. Bless. Yeah. Maybe I've just made everyone feel bad for him before I've even played this, but this is catchy. So. Okay. Yeah, your boy Banks, <laughs> and this track. That's me. Woo! Yeah. Okay, here it is. Here's the hook. Okay, okay. The, Sudan. Let's highlight where I'm from. On the oh, map. he does a lot of that. That's it's very so literal. Okay, oh, listen to this verse. 
Hey shorty, you really looking nice Let me take you to the movie Cause I know you like You get nothing to worry about Hold the popcorn and the drink Let me pay the money so we can get in Now hold my hand and take a step how many views does this have? One million five hundred. You know, sad though. He did this song. It's so catchy though, right? He always does that thing where the synth and the vocal hook are the same. Yeah. Aha! My band always does that. Then he did a song after this called "The Facebook." It was similar. Then that didn't do well. So then he released a song that was like. He did a song after that that was like, "My life is hard to live." <laughs> Never ever have a good time. Oh, no. And we were all like, oh no, bangs! Oh no! <laughs> Poor guy, but he probably made a lot of money doing this weird thing. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, look at it, it's all behind him right there. It, it's shown very clearly <laughs> through a green screen that he has very significant amount of cash. I mean, if you're a rapper, you don't just need to wear gold if you just show it behind you in the video. Absolutely. Like how he just showed a Lamborghini at one point, yep. and then he also showed a roulette wheel. That's right. So you know, he can gamble. He has enough the money dope. to gamble. You know what? Respect. Because <laughs> not all of us do, do we? Yeah. Do you have uh, anything coming out soon? Mm. What's your newest release? My newest release, I released a video for Moonlight Shadow for my last record. I love your videos. (laughs) Justin Gradine and Ben Jock do them and under Exquisite Corpse. And I have to say, they, I've never, I laughed for 12 hours straight shooting the video for Who's the Madman. I didn't stop laughing all fucking day. I'm not kidding. I I love watching your videos just because I know your humor so well. So when I saw Floating Shark, I was like, she really, this was That wasn't even my idea. Really? That's such a. That was Louise idea though. I know. And they explain they're like, we're gonna do like some sharks and like floating around in your house. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. Obviously, do, Very do you much. even need to say that out loud? Yeah, you know, I just assumed that would happen. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I'm I just wrote a record but I scrapped it. Mm-hmm. Um because it sucks. And, is it uh, going to be on SoulSeek or LimeWire, maybe? Nope. nope. <laughs> Not a chance. It is. I sent it to a few people, as in Jonathan, and I sent mm. a few songs. That's our manager, by the way. Yeah, our Jonathan manager, Sinkin. Jonathan Sutkin. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't really get back to me on it. So that's, I was like, that's, prob- that's normal. But also, like, I'm yeah. like I kind of want your input right now. Yeah, so yeah. I sent it to my friend AJ in LA, and mm. I was like, does this suck? And he's like, you know, I get I get what you're saying. And I was like, okay, yeah, it sucks. And, uh, and it, I'm okay with that. I don't really care because I'm trying oh, out man, new I've ways of writing. So many, what, like, you know what? I think I'm always capable of a seven out of ten. Yeah. But it's the nines and tens that we want. Yeah, exactly. I can I can always do like a okay by numbers song. Yeah. Isn't that confusing when you do a song and you're like, but I checked all the boxes and this still yeah. isn't anything anyone will care about. I know, and I feel like I could just write alt country like like that kind of music forever, and none of it would be particularly great. Yeah. Or particularly bad, mm-hmm. but I just I'm so bored with that right now. I just want to like mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm so into I just learned how to program drums, so it's sort of so I'm awesome. like Ooh, this is really fun. Yeah. But I still don't want to be like I don't want to be a electronic artist. I I want to find this yeah weird happy medium where I feel like I'm doing my best work mm-hmm. and I'm writing my best songs and I'm still being interesting production wise and it's sort of like. I mean, I scrapped 14 songs. I think I might keep one, mm-hmm. maybe. Sometimes you need some space from them, and then it'll be obvious that it just needs this one X factor. Yeah, exactly. So right now, I don't even... Yeah, it's like it's about experimenting and seeing what happens. And yeah. I like to go to LA for inspiration. I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going I to always May. do that. Are you? Yep. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I gotta nice. just get out of here sometimes. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go there soon as well. I yeah, love going there. Me it's too. it's actually such a quick little mm-hmm. place to go and yeah, it's so cheap. You and I hung out there once. I know yeah. we've hung out more than once there, haven't we? I don't know. I remember you and I, oh yeah, you're right because there was that time where we had a one day overlap. We went for sushi. Yeah. On mm-hmm. Sunset. Yeah, that's right. Or it was Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And then there was the time you came over to Cats, and then and then she was doing Pilates upstairs and yeah. never came downstairs. Yeah, I remember that. I, like, <laughs> I like her house. <laughs> and we, on July 1st, you and me and Golden Youth Boys had weird-ass oh, cocktails yeah. at the hotel bar. And we watched a high-speed pursuit. On Barham Boulevard, and the, I had the grossest dry martini of my life. I watched her <laughs> pour seven shots of vodka into her tumbler, and I was like, what do you, are you trying to kill me? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're and it was blind gross. After. It was gross. However, I drank a bit and gave it to you because you're like, I'll have it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good impression of me, by the way. I like, I, I loved when you played in that band because I loved how you would dance while you played. With my broken hip. Oh, yeah. You had, yeah, you had I, a yeah. hurt hip for a long time. I broke my hip and I actually didn't know for a year. So I went on tour with them and I continued to dance because I was like, I, I'm, I hate standing still now. Mm-hmm. I get bored. And um, I was hopping on one leg. And, uh, Fuck, I remember that. I actually like cried in public, which is something I never do. Well, I'm great I don't, at that. I don't even cry in pub, in private. I hate crying. But yeah. I was in so much pain. I was like, oh, I had to run out of the venue. And oh, like, my goodness. There are people like, hey, great show. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's very emotional. Yeah. When she plays, she gets very yeah. emotional. <laughs> totally. <laughs> anyway, I, I love playing in that band. We are trying to make a new record right now. We're just, Sweet. We're all really, really busy doing very different things. Yeah. Two people don't even live here, so yep. it's taken a while, but we'll, we'll get there. It's good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being on my show, Louise. Thanks Burns. for having me. Sorry. It was an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. I sound really sick right now. Sorry. No. Okay. Gotta be burp. <laughs> I actually will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Louise. Bye. I want to thank the sweet and the beautiful Louise Burns. Thank you for being on my show. Check out her album, Young Mopes. Uh, I also want to promote the Fake Shark Show at CMW in Toronto, May 11th, the Rivoli. Come check that out. That's going to be good. Also, I co-wrote and uh, did some production on this song called Like Fuck by this new singer named Lay. That's L-A-Y-E. Very proud of it. Did it on that SoCan on the Island retreat I was talking about earlier. Uh, She's really talented and her song is so good. So check it out. Like Fuck. That's like L-I-K-E-F-C-K. One word. L-A-Y-E. Check her out. My name's Kevy. I'm your girlfriend. Have, Have be, make good choices. 